0: Welcome to Is This Real Life?, a Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. everyone. I hope you're doing well. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this week's podcast. I have Nick Lee back on. He is known on Instagram as at RH out of context, real housewives out of context. He is so funny. And he's joining us from down under in Australia, even though technically he is a Kiwi from New Zealand. We just had so much fun diving into the news about Taylor Armstrong joining the Real Housewives of Orange County. And let me tell you, I did not see this coming, but I'm here for it. I think Orange County can take all the help that it can get at this point. I just I don't think we could do worse. So um, looking forward to seeing what Tamara and Taylor have to bring. And, of course, we talk about Dubai, Atlanta, and Beverly Hills. Not a whole lot of other Bravo news that I've noticed uh, in headlines recently, but did want to just say something briefly on monkeypox since it was declared a public health emergency in the United States this week. There is a lot of misinformation circulating around this disease. And I just think it's really important that if you are looking for information on monkeypox, to only look at credible sources. Um, Unfortunately, this disease is affecting a population that... I care very deeply about and um, that you know is a big part of the Bravo community which is primarily uh, men who have sex with men and so it's just really important that if you are eligible and you have access that you get vaccinated and if you get sick to quarantine and try to access T which is an antiviral medication that is effective at treating both monkeypox and smallpox. So I know it's like really scary. We have pandemic on top of pandemic, but I really would urge people not to freak out or be scared to try on clothes at stores and things like that. I don't think that this illness has been spread via what we call fomites, which is like bedding and clothing It's really um, primarily in this situation more recently been spread via sex and other types of close skin-to-skin contact. So be safe out there. COVID's still around too, (laughs) um, but just want to encourage vaccination for monkeypox if you are eligible. Andy Cohen this week had a fantastic segment on monkeypox on Watch What Happens Live, and I just really appreciate him speaking out because there is so much stigma right now around this illness, and there doesn't need to be. I am just so tired of stigma being associated with any illness, whether it be gonorrhea, herpes, HIV, Anything like that. An illness is an illness. A disease is a disease. A virus is a virus. And it's going to do what viruses do, which is look for new hosts and replicate. So if you are someone that is at risk, um, definitely take precautions and get all the information you can. Anyways, I will (laughs) get off my soapbox and try not to talk too much about public health. It is what I do for my day job. But, you know, I just... I couldn't get by without making a plug. (laughs) All right. I am so excited for my chat with Nick. We will take a quick break and be back with him. As always, if you guys enjoy this podcast, go ahead, give it a five-star review uh, and leave a a kind message. Um, And if you want to reach out to me directly, you can find me at Mandy Slutsker at Instagram and on Twitter. I do check my DMs, um, so yeah, reach out. Take care, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Nick Lee, who you guys know from Instagram at Real Housewives Out of Context. He is joining us again from down under, and it is early his time, so very much appreciate him joining us. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me again. I am so excited to to talk to you. Hey, <laughs> um before we get into this week's shows I just have to ask what are your thoughts on Taylor Armstrong returning but to the real housewives of orange county
1: um the doors that she's opened seriously um <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends who is a casual housewives watcher like she knows Beverly Hills the most and I said she has cemented herself as an icon Really, and then my friend brought up, well, you know, the meme made her, and I was like, no, this is Icon in housewives terms because she's the first one to really cross that housewives divide to, into another show. Um, I never thought it would be Taylor. Me I remember, neither. watching her. <laughs> I, I when when they announced the cast and I started watching Ultimate Girls Trip, I was like, why is she here? I guess Kim wasn't available. Um, but look i'm happy to be proven wrong (laughs) um she obviously has a, a close bond with Tamara, so it just makes sense to kind of bring her on um i'm excited to see what she brings now that she's in a happier healthier place as opposed to living in like a constant loop of trauma like she did in beverly hills so i'm excited to see what she brings
0: me too. And to see Kennedy, it was so wonderful to get that very quick glimpse of her in the beginning of Girls Trip when they were all seeing their parents off. But yeah, it's just nice to see the like wonderful young woman she's become. Nothing like
1: grown housewives' children to ma- to remind us how old we are. <laughs> are.
0: Now, now, what was your reaction when you found out after? like, all the madness on social media that she's actually only returning as a friend of.
1: That makes sense to me. That makes sense. Because I think they're still testing her out to be full-time. I think the door is open for her to be full-time. But it's. I think this is more of an audition okay. for her to... Because it just, obviously just makes sense because she lives in Orange County, but will she actually fit into the group? So it's not... It makes sense that she's not full-time to me, so, mm-hmm. but we'll see how, I mean, we've had friends of who were very much, pretty much like the extra housewife of that season, like Luann, like Portia. So we'll see how she fits in. We'll see what she brings. And I don't doubt that if it goes well, she'll be full-time in the future. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it, honestly I never thought I would look forward to watching The O.C., but uh, I think I am, I think I am this time Okay, now this is going to be sort of a choose-your-own-adventure Which okay. franchise do you want to start with? Um, let's start with Dubai
1: okay. I just watched the episode because my Hey You app for those that uh, outside the U.S. wasn't working with me properly last night so I had to watch it this morning Literally ten minutes ago, I finished. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are your thoughts on Dubai in general? Um, I like it.
1: I generally do give housewife shows a, a fair chance when they start off. Um, I think that, generally speaking, I need Caroline Stanbury to be a bit more present it seems like they really kind of used her to launch the show. She was obviously a very beloved um, character from Ladies of London and they brought her on to do Housewives and that generated a lot of attention. But they, I feel like she hasn't really been present. It's really been about the other five ladies. Um, I feel like Chanel Ayan is a student of Housewives. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she is genuinely funny. There are things that she says are genuinely funny and I don't believe are quote-unquote scripted. But what she brings to, like this last episode, she wore that ball gown to go to um, the Gold Souk and to go to Ethiopian food, uh, food. I don't think that that's what she would normally wear. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a bit extra. But it gives... A section of Housewives fans something to root for and something to, I guess, quote unquote, stan. So, I don't mind it, but I, w- I would like to see her a bit more stripped back um, and to see, you know, to quote um, Caroline, Brooks, and Sarah, strip it all back and show us a real uh, ayat. Yeah.
0: yeah, I uh, actually yeah. think, I definitely think it's going to get renewed for another season. I think... That next season will be much better. There's just so many notes that you can take from how it's gone. Like, and some of it must be related to some of the rules around filming there. But one thing I really like from Beverly Hills, particularly, just because I find it, it's an interesting place to live. Uh, and it's, you know, when they show all of the different, like, Shops on Rodeo Drive And they show the Beverly Hills sign Like I like that kind of B-roll And you see what people are like In that part of the country And what it looks like With Dubai I feel like we're getting This sort of generic like, we don't really see real people. This was the first time this past episode where I felt like we actually saw humans in Dubai that <laughs> aren't the six ladies who were cast. And yes, yeah. their faces are blurred and everyone's wearing a mask, but at least that tells you what it's like there. You know, I yeah. felt like we're finally, oh, we're in a restaurant. We're, we're somewhere. We're seeing things. i a glimpse mainly, of Dubai. Yeah, I'm mainly joining and watching because I'm interested in in this city and the country and the fact that all these expats live there, it's just interesting to me and I feel like we haven't really gotten to see it, it's been so sanitized
1: Absolutely, and obviously Dubai, being in the Middle East you know, when it was first announced everyone had this um, preconceived notion, and you know whether justified or not, but um, whether, you know, the treatment of women the treatment of LGBT people um, and I think that they're showing that a lot more Mm -hmm. how they're trying to debunk kind of subtly that women are just as strong in Dubai as they are in other parts of the world by having the housewives present as housewives Mm -hmm. and you know that includes drinking um risk-taking fashion, I must Mm -hmm. say. Um, And just having a voice, having businesses, having autonomy, being divorcees, you know what I mean? That that it it may not be acceptable kind of outside that bubble of the Middle East, but at least in Dubai, they can live their lives just fine.
0: Especially if they're not Emirati, right? It seems like, you know, the expats are treated differently and they're held to different standards. But yeah, I'm over like all the people who called out the network for how dare you with all the human rights violations, like the country that Bravo is based in, the United States, has a lot of human rights violations and we do a lot of things backwards as well. So I feel like a lot of people are just on their high horse about, um, yeah, especially after... (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast. That's a a whole nother two hour discussion. (laughs) I do like Chanel Ayan a lot. I think she has the it factor. She just needs to stop being so desperate to be a housewife because that makes her seem less authentic. And I do think she's incredibly authentically funny and also always commands attention. And you can tell just by how her and her husband interact. He is always in the background he is never going to be the main event she is always going to get all the attention and that's just how it's always been and they're fine with it and so yeah. that's like what makes me feel like she's just being herself but you're right like and she's also doing this press tour sort of like where she's just like going around in the US and hanging out with Jennifer Aiden and all that stuff and it's like girl yeah. just don't get too comfortable I want you to succeed <laughs>
1: I don't know how you'd feel about this, but when I, you know, watched the first episode, I was getting Gensha vibes. With a lot, no. you know, Jen Shah was very extra yeah. in her first. Yeah, more more like that. Not so much, you know, they're obviously a very different woman, but the whole being extra Jen Gensha had the mic and she had that massive party that wasn't for her. It was all very extra. And I feel like Chanel was giving us a lot of extra. Um we'll see where that goes. We'll see how she'll move for. I believe that this whole cast will come back. Um, I do want Caroline Stanbury to be a bit more present. Like I said, I think earlier, um, because she, I had a a lot of high hopes coming off ladies, ladies of London. And she's just been so absent, but it's great to have gotten to know the other five ladies without her kind of just her looming presence. But Mm -hmm. I need her to be a bit more present.
0: Yeah. The, the issue with her is that Sergio is just in every scene and I don't need to see more of him. And he's kind of almost the focal point in so many of the scenes and I need to see her, not him. And then in terms of coming back, like, I don't think Nina has given us anything and I know she's beautiful and maybe she has potential, but there is like nothing with her interpersonal relationships with the other ladies and nothing with her personal story that has done literally anything for me, watching it, even though yeah. she's beautiful.
1: Yeah. I call her baby Deandra. She looks so much like Deandra from Dallas. Oh, um, right. I agree that Nina, She. Tr- I feel like she tries to be the peacemaker. She's trying to connect all these people, everyone to calm down, they don't talk to each other like that. Um, I feel like we do need one of those in a group, in every group, or else you're just gonna get, like, five or six raging <laughs> <laughs> banshees all the time. Um, so I, I kind of see where her place is in the group, but you're right. she hasn't i f- I feel less connected to her um with regards to personal story,
0: yeah. And then what are your thoughts or do you have concerns the way I do? Looking at the ladies on social media now, it seems like the group is split in four and two with Ayan and Lisa on one side and all the other women on the other side?
1: Um, I think one of the other women on, on the four, uh, probably more flip floppy. I don't know which one it would be. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how they go into the reunion because Lisa and Ayan are obviously very, very tight. Um, so they're always going to be a pair. Um it'll just be interesting going into the reunion who else they're good with. It really just depends on who Ayan is good with. Um, I feel like this last episode, she was on good terms with basically
0: everyone, everyone felt except
1: like. Caroline Stanbury, but whatever. It seems that they had ongoing issue anyway. Um, so, and I think in Twitter, I um, Caroline Brooks had insinuated that something goes down between Sarah Madani and Chana Ayan, So it'll be interesting
0: Ooh.
1: which I may be reading into tweets too much. I've been uh, spending a lot of time on Housewives Twitter and it's it's quite the universe out there it is um,
0: maybe do you think Sarah Almadi uh, and Ayan get into a fight over Sarah's like fake doctorate?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the fake doctorate. I mean. I under, when Brooke said this week, like, get yourself an education and get yourself a real doctor, I'm like, that, okay, I understand that because as someone who's gone through the education, I know how hard it is to work even just to get a bachelor's degree. So there's an implication that obviously Sarah didn't work hard for her um, honorary doctorate in the educational sense, but she's obviously done a lot of other work. Um, I just do not understand how honorary doctorates work.
0: they're not real taylor swift got one (laughs) yeah exactly and if taylor swift asked to be called dr swift and went by dr swift on instagram and gave advice to people i would rip her a new one as well so um that's how i feel about them it's just you either are or you aren't and there's nothing wrong with sarah's level of education or what she has attained absolutely She's clearly done very well for herself in life. So why try and, I don't know, I think when you go by doctor and and you're not, it's like she's trying to give advice to people and make them think that maybe she knows more because she has some sort of background in education, especially on therapy. And that's kind of dangerous to give advice when you're not trained in it. So I am not a big fan of Carolyn Brooks. I'm just gonna say um, it. She irks me. I see. I see that. I.
1: This whole past couple of episodes have been about her conflict with Sarah about parenting. Obviously, mm-hmm. as someone who's not a parent, but has a lot of opinions, you know, I'm an <laughs> uncle, so I've got I've. I haven't been in that position, but my, my partner has been in that position with his own sister. So obviously it's a little bit different because it's family, but where you have opinions about how someone parents, and I can see how Doug gets it. I've seen firsthand how <laughs> that can be very explosive, but that I feel like the level of rage seems a bit high, so I don't know what else is lurking under there. Obviously, there's some alcohol involved, um, especially at the engagement party, where it seems a bit much. Like, what what else is going on there? Um, I do find it interesting that the producer had to step in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but stepped in only when Caroline Brooks was getting all I guess for lack of a better word, animated, but Sarah Almadani was getting just as close and getting her finger in Caroline's face, but
0: but wasn't shouting. Wasn't, but was I think that's is the, potentially the issue, like how loud, of a, how much of a scene you make. But they were all screaming yeah. at each other in the Ethiopian restaurant, and no one stepped in. No. So I but, was wondering, like, <laughs> is it like certain places? Is it? I also really mm. didn't like, and this is sort of what cemented it for me when Carolyn Brooks was driving to the Ethiopian restaurant and she kept on commenting that she was driving through the ghetto. It I was have so, an issue with it. I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, you made this city your home. Yeah. You're not from there. And now you're judging something that, like, is your adopted home. Like, you don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're too like, good to be in the parts of the city where working-class people live or, yeah. you know, where migrant workers live. Plus, Ethiopian food is freaking fantastic. What the hell is it wrong really with is. all of them? I love Ethiopian food. <laughs> oh, man. Come to D.C. then. Oh, <laughs> we have, yes. We have a really large Ethiopian population, and I live across from an Ethiopian restaurant. So Nice. There you um, go.
1: When, I, when my sister-in-law used to live in Canberra, which is the capital of Australia, um, there was this really good – it's a small one, but it's a really good Ethiopian curry place that we used to go to all the time, and it was very, very, very good. It's the one thing I like about Canberra, because Canberra, <laughs> if you ever visit Australia, Canberra. Is something you can just completely bypass it. I
0: did. I did bypass it when I was. <laughs> yeah, <you> there <got> <laughs> I went to Excellent. Sydney, Melbourne, and the uh, Great Barrier Reef. Oh, nice, nice, nice! Really cool. I gotta get back there some point. Um, anything else on Dubai? Any kind of final? Um, I took some notes on the dance hall party, which I actually had a great time watching and was laughing. Yeah, I,
1: I really enjoyed that I enjoyed the group scenes when they're all together um, circling back to Car- I feel like I've really talked a lot about her this so far um, Caroline Stanbury has obviously such an issue with Chanel Ayan that I feel like it ruins interactions because she always put, does these side comments where it's like just hash it out and move on or just it, for me, a ruin survived a lot of the times and um it could be put down to British humor, quote unquote British humor, like Lisa Vanderpump used to. <laughs> but
0: good every,
1: like Like the whole crowd, I feel like she would say it was a joke, it was all fun and games, but it but with the whole crown crowning at the end of, you know, who was I think best dancer or most valuable player, and she's like, no I should have gone to Chanel, you know, it should have gone to not Chanel, Ayan. I was like um just it, it's not that deep, like, just hash out your issue what is, what is the issue here
0: I want to see them be frenemies the way that, like, Karen Huger and Giselle Bryant <sighs> are, that yes. would be ultimate like to be friends but to shade each other in confessionals
1: yeah that would be great because you know they can both give it
0: they can she finally found stanbury found her formidable opponent in the war of words no one can do it like ayan she made me she is so damn funny in her confessionals she really is this is
1: where I feel like you know what I like? What I said earlier. She is a genuinely a funny person, and she doesn't need that extra layers of housewivesness Like she was always going to be a, a star just because of how funny she is. She doesn't need all that other layers. But um, I guess with a cast of six dynamic women, you have to stand out somehow. And that is, I guess, the path that she went down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of paths to go down, would you like to go down Atlanta or Beverly Hills?
1: Let us go to, I think Atlanta will finish at Beverly Hills because I feel like I have a lot to say about Beverly Hills.
0: You do. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Were you as into the conversation as I was between Candy, Todd, and their girls about estate planning? Yes. Yes. Okay, That was riveting. It was such (laughs) good television!
1: I feel like... I mean, they've been together since season 5. And so Mm -hmm. it's been almost 10 years that they've been together together. And just to have these kind of ongoing evolutions in your relationship and discussions, which I feel like should have been had very early on. But because, you know, obviously Candy was already... A very successful woman. Um, it's 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 interesting that they're still having these kind of conversations later on. It kind of reminds people from obviously um mixed mixed or otherwise families that financial planning is very important for your kids. Um I was listening to a podcast about um Beyonce's career, and the, one of the things that struck me was she has this line in one of her songs where my my grandkids are already rich. And I feel like that's what Candy is kind of thinking. Like she's she's built a, this a massive empire of success that she wants to give to her kids and her kids' kids and pass it on generational wealth. And her grandkids are already rich, basically. Um, I do agree with Todd that um, Riley is a bit spoiled, but Candy's always done that. I feel like she's done that since season two, so it wasn't really surprising for me, like, 13 years later, to say, oh, no, Riley's a bit spoiled. Candy's always said, I want to give her everything. Mm -hmm. Like, her mother gave her everything. Her mother could. And that's why she worked so hard to give everything back to her mom and to her daughter. So I understand that. but And obviously, Todd has always been a bit more, you go learn. You're going to mm-hmm. learn for yourself how to be successful. And I think, you know, it's it's interesting having this conversation with the kids in the room because I've felt like they've had this conversation in the past.
0: <laughs> it was so interesting. There's so many different angles from it. It's like the wealth that they've accumulated together, the wealth that Candy has accumulated. What happens if one of them dies, right? That's a huge thing. and. I just think it's so important. We watch on these shows people accumulate wealth, right? But we don't see a lot of the financial literacy behind it that you need. And this was so important. Like having a trust is really, really important. And having multiple trusts, that's what the estate planner was talking about. And, for those of people who like aren't as <laughs> into financial stuff, like a trust is just a financial arrangement, a fiduciary arrangement, that um, allows a third party to hold assets on behalf of beneficiaries. And you can yeah. do certain ones and they avoid probate so that if somebody dies, like if Candy died, her beneficiaries would be able to gain access to her assets much more quickly than if it was just done in a will. And that is, you know, speaking on behalf of someone who's lost a parent, I didn't have to deal with it all all at once. But it, when you're dealing with the loss of a parent, the last thing you want to do is think about money and taxes. Absolutely. And yeah. you have to think about it in advance. You just, you have to. So yeah, I absolutely. appreciated it. I also feel like I'm, I don't know, I feel like for Todd... He can choose how to parent his child how he wants, right? But Riley, that was Candy's daughter. And if Candy passes away, he should do for Riley what Candy would want. And she's making it clear what she wants, right? And so I just think he needs to accept that and move on. Rather than, I yeah. don't know, he's so, he just has such an issue being married to her. He loves her, I think, but he definitely, some part of him is always trying to be an equal and it's like it's candy burris like she's a freaking business genius genius absolutely yeah so and i i also really appreciated this episode when she broke down crying in her confessional when thoughts of a colored man had to close and how she was like people say it just happens like whatever i touch it doesn't just happen. it doesn't just happen yeah
1: i wrote that down as a quote because candy a feel is not used to failing she's used to working very, very, very hard until she gets exactly to where she wants to be. Um, So to see her have that stumbling block, for Todd to kind of come in at the end of the episode and say, so what if you play close? Let's do another one. If that closes, we'll get to a third one. You'll get there eventually. I think that she's so used to working so hard and getting that success for this instance where she worked hard and didn't get it, it was such a blow to her but it was so good to get that honesty mm-hmm. about businesses and the work that goes into it and what it feels like to fail because um i remember bethany brought it up in new york season 10 reunion where you can't just say i've got a skincare line you can't just slap your name on it and call it your business it was she was talking to Ramona's skincare line i'm like you, you there's a lot of work that goes into it and it you know and i feel like Candy's one of the very few housewives who have bis- who have uh, businesses um, that shows how much it actually works to get she to works that place so of success. hard. And I was
0: yeah. really appreciate how she talks, you know, like she's trying to build a better future for her children and her children's children, but she's also yeah. trying to build a better future for black Americans. And she's trying yeah. to create a more even playing field and give business opportunities and acting opportunities to black americans that maybe wouldn't otherwise have them where they don't have a lot of roles on broadway Absolutely. so i just appreciate everything that she's doing she's yeah. trying to bring wealth into like the black community in atlanta and and beyond and i'm just yeah. i'm just I'm, i love her as a I person she's probably one of the best People, I think that's yeah. been on on any of these shows. Like, I think she's a top tier human being.
1: I ab- absolutely agree. Um, a lot of the commentary I've seen coming into this season is that Marlo is going to make her work for her money this time because she's <laughs> yes. kind of just kind of floated around, not to the level that Cynthia's just kind of floated by. But she's just kind of, other than season nine, she's really hasn't been in the center of the drama. But she, you know, she can get in if she wants. Um, but yeah I love Candy so much I think she can for me personally I think that she can do no wrong at Housewives World Um, I think that it will be a sad day when she eventually leaves but, but I, hey we might get Phaedra back I so. want
0: Phaedra on the show even though she calls it the Titanic I, I don't know I want them to move past whatever happened even though I know it's probably something you could never move past yeah. Also, have you heard the rumor that of who may have told Phaedra about Candy and Portia? No. Who was so that? I only heard this week that people are speculating that it was Carlos King.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I've heard that rumor before. Okay.
0: That's yeah. very interesting for me. But he is super messy. So I wouldn't put it past him. But that's also like a terrible thing to say about anyone. Anyone, yeah. you know, but He's, it's yeah. interesting that a lot of the Real Housewives of Atlanta or former Real Housewives of Atlanta have gone on his show, but Candy true. never has. Has like, not. She does not fuck with him.
1: Yeah, but it is interesting because Portia did say that Phaedra said. Obviously, it's a lot of he said, she said, she said. Um,
0: he said. Portia that? did say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Portia did that? say that Phaedra said that she heard it directly from Candy. So I guess it's one of those things we'll never know the truth because yeah. somewhere in the middle is the truth there.
0: I know. It's really, it's honestly the fault is on Phaedra. She's the one that brought it up on camera. She's the one that pushed, you know, said it to Portia. Yeah, I know. It just, it just makes me sad. Um, As a
1: lawyer, you know, she's, a, she's an, an attorney. She's a lawyer. And you, I would think that she would have known at that time not to speak. Bread, unsub- unsubstantiated rumors. I think
0: she thought okay. it would never get back to her, right? Like, a lot of them. <laughs> sure. you, you spend too much time on Housewives, <laughs> and you start playing this thing off camera of trying to plant things to get other women to say them. And that's yeah. not as fun to watch for me, nah. unless it's uncovered, right? Yeah. That's the way so, fun is. Um, Okay, how would you rank Sonia's party-throwing skills? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I wouldn't be as hard as some of other ladies, to be perfectly honest. But I guess in the in the scale of housewives, that w- that was just sad. <laughs> but um, look, I absolutely give her a bit of grace on that. Um, <laughs> I love her. I, I think she's a great addition to the season. I think this cast is perfect. Um, obviously, I have a couple more dream people that I want to add on. But I think Sanya is a great addition. Who are your dream people? I'd love to. Have, honestly, I'd love to have Nini back. I, I mean. really would. <laughs> and, uh, I, a caveat: no, I would love to have season. Happen. I know. I'd love to have season one to six Nini because I yes. feel like she did change yes. um, later on. Um, look, Sanya's party. I think the saddest part about that it was the photo booth wasn't working. I thought that that should have been if that was going to be the focal point. I was like, oh, everyone, step on take. it Get your photo done. I would have thought that would have been um, set up a lot earlier. Um, that's what I would have tried to do. But yeah, it's
0: that was funny. It was the whole thing was just kind of funny, and the dry food comments that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Marlo opening up about stuff with her nephews with this new therapist, this Christian therapist? How did you? Oh take that all in i think
1: that marlo didn't know what she was getting herself into i believe when she took them on because obviously there were i think preteens when they came to live with her raising preteens and raising teens are two completely different things um like i said earlier i'm not a parent but i've been you know, I'm an uncle through my partner, and we've had a few nieces and nephews live with us, and we know how hard it is to instill that structure in them. So I know, I feel like I know what she's um, going through. Of even a, something as simple as making the bed, like keeping your room clean, you know. Yeah. So I feel like I understand what she's going through. I feel like this is an important conversation to have because I don't doubt that she's not the only one to have family members live with her because of other, you know, live with them for whatever circumstance that are struggling with imposing rules or structure and trying to make things better for um, the whoever it may be that's living with them. Um, I hope that. Her taking her nephews on wasn't a long game to get her peach because a lot. I feel like I've seen a lot of people say that on social media, which I feel it's very, very dark to say. I haven't seen that.
0: Um, Interesting.
1: And I hope that it's a genuine. She did it out of genuine care for her nephews, and I hope she finds um, uh, like a medium ground with them on how to move forward.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. The whole thing kind of rubs me the wrong way that she's sharing so much about them when they're not able to talk about themselves. That's like her. she's speaking for them, and this is what, you know, talking about their hygiene and, and stuff like that, which to me is just kind of like a cry for help, you know, when people aren't showering, aren't brushing their teeth, when they're on playing video games all day. I mean, those are signs of very obvious signs of depression. Yeah. And Absolutely. so. Part of me, and I'm trying not to judge too much because, you know, she did not know what she was getting into entirely, but like, did you not ask for help sooner? Like, why did you let it get to this point where you felt like everything was out of control and then you let yourself scream at these boys when they're already struggling? You know, it just, I just, I judge her for how she threw them out or at least how she says she did and yeah. get it together like they're the victims in the situation it's not just you
1: absolutely um it's a big commitment taking obviously a child into your house i can't even imagine doing that permanently but a lot of the members of the cast over the years have had children around that age obviously nini cynthia um candy so if, I guess it's, is one of those. Th- I mean, she
0: could ask for, for. I mean, Sheree rose like raised those kids out of Girls a. There herself. was a lot of stuff that went on with her and abuse and stuff that the kids saw in the home, and yeah. she managed to do like I don't know. But I also am talking about like professional help. Like, why I don't? Why wait why until <laughs> you're screaming? I mean, I, I'm sure that it's also for the show, it feels like. So that yeah, you I don't have to trust scene. like
1: therapy sessions on the show. But he
0: gave really me. good advice. He was like, "You yeah. need to make sure that they don't feel like they're not wanted. Yeah. I don't know. All of it just makes me feel icky. I feel like Marlo also isn't being real about who she's annoyed with and why. Why is she so pissed at Kenya for getting a freaking cold and not coming to film like that's such a stupid thing to get upset about and everything goes back to that to kenya getting sick marlo being like i don't believe that you're sick and calling her out on it calling her a liar and just going crazy over like this such a not a big deal thing it's so stupid
1: it absolutely is um circling back to the whole nephew issue i feel like that shows he can't just throw money at everything and for it to work out yeah I'm, I'm I'm sure that she did some actual work and tried to connect into parent but I feel like a lot of it has to do with money and buying things for them and setting them up it, it, I feel like obviously there's a lot more that goes into connecting and making sure they're right than just throwing money at it.
0: I have no idea how I don't know.
1: I'm saying Um, this
0: as a not parent (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Something about Marlo just feels like dark and um, vengeful. Like, rather than coming at this whole experience of being on the show. I was so excited to have her. And I feel like she's bringing a dark energy that's not authentic. Right? I feel like Mm. she's propping up the story with her nephews as like her storyline without, I don't know. And she's kind of doing her nephews dirty but not giving them the opportunity to film and show themselves but just saying what they're like and trying to make them sound bad even Mm, if they are I don't know is she just like going into too much detail with that and then I just don't feel like she's authentically ever frustrated with Kenya or Candy she just wants them to quote-unquote work for their peach so she's picking these stupid fights rather than having authentic relationships she seems the most rehearsed and that's coming from like even more so than Drew, and Drew freaking rehearsed <laughs> <laughs> throwing a dog bone. So, oh, what what do you think about Drew? Is she doing too much? How do you feel?
1: I think every cast needs someone at the bottom of the totem pole, <laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean that uh, meaning she's got you no, know, you know, she doesn't add any value. I mean she's the one she's like the little sister where everyone kind of just pushes aside mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like oh you, you're so annoying but they, like she's there but they, I feel like they don't take her seriously and uh, to me that's that's her role for now um she's a little kid sister that's just doing too much but I, I'm not mad at it because like I said it that dynamic of being at the bottom of the totem pole works for her.
0: It totally like, what, does. Dro- drop
1: it with Drew, um, the dog. But like everything is just so. She tries and she fails at creating moments, and it's fun to watch her fail because everyone else <laughs> is just like, "Oh, that's just Drew. <laughs> that's so Drew."
0: She's definitely creating space for herself. And she yeah. I'm warming on her. Although she's so archaic with her views on marriage and children. That if you saw her at all and watch what happens live this week. She was talking about oh, yeah. how it's important for Sanya to just give her husband a baby. Because that's what he wants. And Andy was like, you sound like the Supreme Court. <laughs>
1: I was about to say. Because, you
0: know... <sighs> He, Look, he was like, having, even if she doesn't want to? Like, isn't that enough of a reason? Yeah, it's obviously...
1: I don't know. Having a child... Again, as someone who doesn't have a child, I can just understand the difficulty of that discussion, especially with um, Sanya and Ross, also Aaron, are in their lives. So is it tight? Should we bring another child onto the world? Um... It's such a tricky conversation to have. It never was going to be easy. And I can just imagine doing it on camera with everyone jumping in and having opinions about it on social media. So, crazy.
0: Right. No, it's definitely not an easy conversation. Anything else on Atlanta? I'm glad that She by Shire is coming. Yes, it is probably,
1: <laughs> like, you know... Like Candy said, I think it was last week, a previous one, you have the biggest brand that's not a brand. It really is. It's like an urban legend at this point. She by Sheree, a fashion show with no fashion. It's how dreadful. And so much has come (laughs) from nothing. And to see, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for Sheree to succeed. I thought when she came into the season, I honestly thought when they announced that she was coming back, I was like, what has she got to give? She has nothing to give. Um, I feel like I've been proven wrong. And like I said, I don't mind being proven wrong. I think she's been a breath of fresh air. She is, She came with the right energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I want her to succeed. I, I, let's see. Let's see where this goes. I like her idea of, <laughs> as a gay man, I like her idea of having joggers with a video.
0: Yes! Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I had written that so, down.
1: <laughs> let Let us um see where that goes, and what I like about Atlanta in general is even though there nothing happens quote unquote in the episode something still happens there's still something to talk about, something still makes you laugh, but nothing major happens and I feel like a lot of the housewife shows when it's a filler episode, you really feel it's a filling episode there's like really nothing goes on but when atlanta even though just like it's a sad birthday party and they're planning a trip it's still you still get moments you still get laughs you still get emotion um and i like how the woman don't take things too seriously that are not that serious yeah
0: i like, i love how they're able to move past jokes and shade yeah. and they can just have a good time. Like when Sonia was reading off to them, all the rules about Jamaica, you know, and just everyone's reaction to it is just so damn funny.
1: They are so enjoyable. Even when like Kenya was going through her house and be like, you know, you got to get better furniture. You can't have fake trees. (laughs) But Sonia's just popping it off. Can you imagine if she, if, if someone said it to Ramona or to someone in Beverly Hills. Anyone
0: in Beverly Hills. They would talk about it incessantly. Like, she came yeah. to my house and she insulted me.
1: That is my harm. Yeah, oh. they just
0: yeah. Like, can't Ugh. take a joke, you know? Sonia's like, yeah, I, mean, I probably should get a real plant, you know? I mean,
1: Brandy called um, Eileen's house American Psycho she <laughs> <chic> or something. <laughs> and it was like a big talking <laughs> point at the reunion. I'm like, it's not that... Ugh. It it's not it that is. deep, guys. It's not you that know? deep. You know,
0: like, people just yeah. can't laugh. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Time to get into Beverly Hills. I asked oh, you to okay. be back on this podcast because you have a number of, I don't know if we call them conspiracy theories, maybe just <laughs> theories. Yeah. About Let me just get my tin foil hat on. Things. <laughs> already. Things going on in Beverly Hills. So, like, lay them on us. What... What are your theories? Okay. I think the one
1: that sparked her interest was what I said about Kathy Hilton and the upcoming drama coming up with her. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of talk in the Housewives universe about what the drama is. Um, From the trailer, it looks like... And I think she has said it herself, that she has said something about her sister. Mm -hmm. But... What other spe- I think the rumors are that she actually said something homophobic, possibly about Sutton's assistant. So yeah.
0: they they said it's not about Sutton's assistant; it was about a DJ.
1: Now it's about a it, DJ because I remember they said yeah. something. It, I think that originally
0: that was the yeah. story that leaked, and see, it keeps
1: changing. <laughs> it keeps changing who it is. Um, I feel like if it is more of the woman would have an issue with her. And I'm obviously going to very much cement where I stand with Beverly, like with the woman of Beverly Hills, but what I'm about to say, but I feel like the two people that are gunning for her the most are Lisa and Erica, and you kind of have to consider the source. Oh, yes. Like, I feel like they've had the roughest season so far. You know, people will argue with us. So they'll say that they were carrying the season, whatever, 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 but they have had the roughest Couple of seasons, even, Um, and to deflect off them, I feel like they chose Kathy because they try. I feel like they tried to come for Sutton, but Sutton has found her voice, for the lack of a better phrase, and she has an ally in Garcelle who's always standing up for her. Um, So they really couldn't take her down as easily as I thought. I think they wanted to. That's what. It looks like to me um so they chose kathy to target yeah. and
0: it's almost like they say it because erica's like well if i got to get called out and raked over the coals over the orphans and widows then if she says something wrong or uses a slur then why can't we light her up kind of agree
1: with that because let's, let's I'm all about, let's like, just keeping it fair. Um, obviously, Housewives still doesn't play by those rules. So, um, but I also saw a blind item where it says that, well, I guess it's not a blind item, where Kathy had paid everybody off not to talk about it. Maybe that's why everyone else is not talking about it. So I feel like if she's going to buy anyone off, Erica would take the money because she needs it. Are, right I and garcelle
0: <laughs> wouldn't take money to not talk about something especially if it was involving race or lgbtq i think the other women didn't hear it because it was at a loud club and so mm. if she said something not nice about the dj only maybe one or two people around her would hear it, and then I feel like the story is that when they went back after filming Wrapped, she had a complete meltdown, was yelling, screaming, angry. Um, That's sort of, like, what we've heard, but it wasn't caught on camera, so I don't know how they're going to navigate any of that. Yeah.
1: I can't... Wait, I think this is going to be a very long season, because... Atlanta's already at the reunion. Uh, I saw a tweet; they were asking for questions for the reunion already, and we're. I think I feel like we've only just gotten the mid-season trailer for Beverly Hills, so this is going to be a long. It's going to be
0: so long, season. but I'm loving it. What are what are your other theories? Do you have any other? Um,
1: the alleged rumors about Diana. I oh. believe. Uh, I believe there's some truth to it personally i okay i don't want to get sued i don't want you to get sued (laughs) um yeah i believe that it's
0: true i believe there's truth to it to some of the like she was involved in setting women up with like businessmen that kind of a thing okay i did a whole episode that is basically (laughs) dedicated to how i don't think she did any of that um. Ooh. so yeah I'm on like, the Listen. wrong
1: podcast <laughs> no I think it's um, fine to
0: believe what you believe like I think there seems to be it almost seems like a caricature of a conspiracy theory if you would make one up about yeah. someone that you assume because of their proximity to power that they did something like totally horrible but you know and, and maybe there's some truth to some of it I I think a lot of it's built built on lies from or a story from one blind item from like 2012 and <laughs> it all goes evolved. back to that and no one has come out and actually stated on record anything since no, that 2012 is true. so it's like come on if in the last 10 years you don't think someone especially in the Me Too era especially in the era post Jeffrey Epstein and that whole trial that happened with just and yeah i just feel like it's people wanting to hate her and come up with some sort of conspiracy reason now she's very elusive she has a lot of money and she behaves very oddly so it makes it a lot more believable when you watch how (laughs) odd she is right yeah maybe maybe that's what it is maybe i'm grasping at straws because i don't like her I maybe that's yeah. exa- maybe
1: that's what it is, and I don't actually believe it. She's don't, so don't.
0: hard to relate to, and I thought I would relate yeah. to her the most when I read her bio, and she's mm. a refugee, and I love, like, you know, my father was a refugee, I love that storyline, I want to be able to hear stories of refugees, but instead, she seems like an asshole who got yeah. a lot of money through doing no work, just married well, and then is using that money and treating people not very nice, right? Yeah. Like she I, never says please or thank you. I remember the last time we
1: spoke and it was just around the whole Jenny thing from yeah. Salt Lake City. And you said that um, you were wanted to get to know more about her because of her refugee storyline. Yes. And now obviously now she's gone and for good reason. But you were, I remember how excited you were about Diana at the time. was so like, oh, she's got a brief. I want to see how that plays out in that setting. You know what I mean?
0: And, Um, you know, and and part of that, what would make that interesting would to be to hear from maybe other members of her family to for her, for us to see actual work that she does to elevate that issue. Everything goes back to money with her in a way that's not cute.
1: Yeah, I will say about the work thing. I feel like the show and I I think I, I wrote a note down a um, couple episodes back where they show a lot of Kyle's businesses and they show a lot of Lisa's businesses and obviously Erica's businesses but they, they haven't shown any of Crystal's. Yes! They ha- I haven't haven't seen anything about Crystal's business. It's been two seasons now or one and a half seasons and I haven't seen anything about Diana's business because I feel I, I think she You're does right. have she... legitimate water business. No,
0: she, she does. It's just how she got her money was basically marrying a banker rather you know and she acts like she's this she's not candy burris right like there's a difference
1: which brings me me back to to the (laughs) beginning of the season where Sutton said that i'm not looking for someone who's got money when she was talking about dating and erica may be looking for that and lisa had gone off in social media being that's what i call a gold digger because you, you married your money, right? What I would like to point out there is that Sutton met her husband when they were teenagers. They were yes. very, very young, and they built their wealth together. So if that is Lisa's definition of a gold digger, it's Carla Gold Digger too, because she met Mar- Mauricio when they had nothing, right? and they built their wealth together. It's very different to Diana. It's very different to Erica um, for... I guess, Garcelle as well, because obviously her husband was very, a very successful talent manager, I believe. Yeah, um, but she, she worked six, since she was 16. She worked as well.
0: Garcelle made money.
1: Yeah. So there's obviously a clear definition of, if you if you were to look and just pass judgment, there's a clear line of what is termed to be a gold digger and what is someone who built wealth together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, I don't
0: think anyone's a gold digger. Just I don't think that's no, no, a gold I, I don't digger don't from marrying so a banker. It's just she married a banker and that her it seems like her whole personality is just having money yeah you know it's like looking her lips (laughs) (laughs) although i think that's a nervous nervous tick um okay why do you think rinna is so hung up on sutton quote-unquote embarrassing her about the elton john aids foundation gala because what Sutton said was true
1: Totally, right? And I'll stand by that. <laughs> um, well, she's very touchy about Harry. I, maybe that is what it is. Because I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it was a. a, a if we, I think if you really boil it down, it's a miscommunication. Um, it, that's what it seemed like at the beginning of the season with the whole email and everything. It was a miscommunication. Um, but the fact that sudden brought up harry and you know lisa's all about let's not talk about the husband so i think that's where it stands but i don't understand the level of rage quote-unquote rage that she had this last episode um i remember when the when the preview came out last week and she goes i will cut you down i'm like up stuff Bunny cut you down like not you can't cut
0: anyone down like calm down <laughs> <laughs> that is so true I um I don't know I feel like we've come to the end of our rope with Lisa Rinna it was kind of the end of of her kind of being needed on this show. I don't even know if she was needed really last season at all either. She's just, I feel like, there to be emotional support to Erica, who, by the way, I love to hate, right? It's different to hate to hate someone. I love to hate Erica. She makes it so easy. She's giving us a lot. She's sharing a lot. She's kind of dangling the story about her living next door to Army Hammer, and now she (laughs) wants to be a dominatrix. And like she knows what she's doing she's playing with yeah, us that's what she's doing. Yeah. but lisa Frenna has just become angry and yeah. it's not just because her mom died she was angry before her mom died so yeah, absolutely i'm tired of her using that as an excuse for her behavior she's just lost the plot
1: i remember putting on twitter when she posted that apology which a lot of people have seen oh bravo i made her do it i I don't think I'm that cynical. I feel like she may have seen a therapist and said, you need to reflect. So I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. But I remember posting on Twitter saying, okay, so she's apologised for raging on everyone because she's in grief. Which, look, to be fair, I don't know how grief was. I haven't lost anyone that close to me that she has. I feel like she was very, very close with Lois. So I don't know how I would react in that way. In saying that, what is her excuse for raging on Brandy, Lisa Vanderpump, Yolanda, um, Denise, Denise, and now Kathy Hilton? Like Obviously, Kathy Hilton's after Lois, but it's much later on. Like, wh- What is her excuse for those? I think she <laughs> has a personality flaw. I will say, in her early seasons, I thought she was a perfect housewife.
0: Me too. uh, I I, think
1: five, six. She was in my top
0: five easily, easily. Absolutely. And it just makes me sad, like how the mighty have fallen. It's as if her and Erica and and the rest of them have these like either spoken or unspoken rules. And they're livid with Sutton because Sutton doesn't go by the rules. She brings yeah. up things that are off limits, quote unquote, even though those things aren't off limits on any other franchise. On Beverly Hills, we don't talk about lawsuits. We don't talk about the husband. Well, what the hell are you supposed to talk about? You That know? is my
1: other theory, actually, that I just remembered. Um, with that, quote unquote, I hate using this phrase, Fox Force 5.
0: Yeah, right? now four, right? Fox Four.
1: <laughs> the reason I believe they don't bring up the lawsuits is because they're more of an alliance than friends.
0: 100%. I don't even think because, that's a... I, I because, don't think that's a conspiracy. <laughs> no, because I saw I saw someone post, I'm like,
1: oh, Garcelle and Sutton are uh, allies, they're not friends. I'm like, no, I feel like they're friends because they call each other out when they're wrong. You know what I mean? And okay, here's
0: the- a counterpoint. Okay. Okay. I think Kyle and Dorit are real friends. And I think Erica and Lisa Rinna are real friends. But I don't think the four of them are real friends together.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're as close as they make it out to be. Because... Or remember when they, when they talked about Dorit's lawsuit, I think in season 9... Oh no, yeah, was it Dorite? Yeah, the what they went to the Bahamas and she was being chased around by this woman being you, <laughs> around
0: you the pool. Yes.
1: Yeah, around the pool. And they didn't bring that up. And they were and Andy asked, why didn't she bring that up? Oh, because we agreed not to bring up each other's lawsuits Right. But they were more than happy to bring up Lisa's lawsuits from like season eight, season seven. About and then obviously there was one Vanderpump about right? Vanderpump dogs. Yeah. yeah. And they were more than happy to do that. So I guess it's there is a line of who they will talk about lawsuits with and who they won't um and who they it it feels to me like there's definitely two different levels of rules that i feel like kyle especially applies yes um i will say this past episode i did not miss kyle
0: I didn't either. But I do think she is necessary because she does have connections with everyone. But maybe she won't be necessary in the future once they all form more authentic connections with one another in the absence of her. Yeah.
1: What do you think of the rumors? Have you seen the rumors that she may not return next season?
0: I don't think that's true. I think... They're the only person I really think could be on the chopping block is Lisa Renna. I mean, this is one of the highest rated seasons. They're doing so well. I think the only reason the network is pissed at Renna is because of her antics on social media, not even on the show. The Although show. I don't think yeah. she's done much on the show. It, yeah. And I do think she apologized because they told her to. And the only reason <laughs> I believe that is because Chef Rachel from Below Deck posted oh the, um, messages she got from someone at bravo pr
1: yeah. literally
0: outlining that she should take back the tweet that she had about austin kroll so i, I do not that. believe I, it's <laughs> not like beyond my comprehension like i think bravo pr i'm sure it was like lisa you can't say negative things about dubai and yeah. why the hell are you bringing race into this conversation with garcelle like you can't say anything about garcelle without being called racist and calling everyone hoes and just yeah. just being like a <laughs> A disaster, double disaster, according yeah. to Andy. Um, do you like Garcelle and Dorit as friends?
1: I was about to bring that up because I really liked that scene. I felt like they had a really genuine connection. I, I feel like it's that level of teasing that I said was in Atlanta, where they can tease each other and they know it's just a joke. They, they won't take it seriously. Um, I'm glad they kind of moved on from last season because I feel, felt like there was a whole lot of nothing. The it, three, was. Was to it was create, so stupid trying to save her diamond so to speak um to be perfectly honest i thought she was gonna get demoted this season um i don't want to be cynical and say it's because of what had happened to her <laughs> and that's obviously she very, at this very very dark so they couldn't do it. yeah i
0: mean oh um, that was really dark she does seem very dark that she's going through it like she's very quiet in scenes where all of them are together and yeah. I actually feel like that's a trauma response when people are yeah. yelling. And she had gone through something so traumatic; it's like she's frozen. Yeah. You know, I I do feel for her. I mean, I want her to get in the mix, but when she's one on one or in it's group so scenes fun. with a positive, yeah, she makes me laugh. And I know she's yeah. not trying to, but goddamn it, Dorit is hilarious.
1: I I love that. I love that little catch up between them and then when she saw garcelle again it's like hey you were teasing me about wearing labels what are you like who makes that's so funny with the balenciaga oh my god that was
0: incredible i yeah i love them getting closer as a group where they can call each other out and make fun of each other and it's you know that was that was so fun i actually wasn't missing any of the three women who couldn't make it i felt like It was like Kathy, Kyle, uh, Diana, and Crystal, four. Crystal, yeah. Speaking of Crystal. That's bad.
1: (laughs) Oh, my Um, God.
0: These women, as if they couldn't step in it more. Now, okay, I'm not trying to defend the women and how that they spoke about her eating disorder. But if we're filming an authentic group of friends and there is one friend who is not there who is suffering – it is a point of conversation. It yeah. does come up. If I had a friend who was suffering from eating disorder and a group of five or however many were talking about it, we probably would speak differently about it, more from a place of concern. Yeah, And I probably would say different things if cameras were rolling. But it was an honest thing. You're yeah. talking about something... That has been brought up in conversation before, that Crystal is sharing on social media, not in the same detail. On the counter side, they're taking a very serious issue and they're handling it very carelessly. And they all seem to handle Dorit's break-in and trauma with care. Why can't they handle her like crystal's bulimia let's call it what it is it sounds like it's bulimia with a little bit more grace grace and and love and yeah
1: well the cynic and me will say it's because is part of that group of that other four um and crystal is on the outside of that but i think what it is for me is that they don't know how to deal with trauma. I I feel like a lot of these women, um, especially trauma that's happened in the past, um, Dorita's very present. Well, obviously, Crystal's been an ongoing trauma. I remember watching this season so far and being very, very, very disappointed in Kyle because I feel like I've seen a pattern of her re-traumatizing people. Like, your trauma's not valid unless Ooh. you tell me. So, obviously, going back to season one with Kim, she she brought that trauma out. And that's something her sister was struggling with. So she re- re-traumatized Kim by making it a, a, for the lack of a better phrase, right, international issue. Because obviously, <laughs> Housewives is international. Yeah. So she's made Kim's from international. And now, um, sudden that's not real because he didn't tell me.
0: Right, He didn't tell me that
1: you were a thing. Um so I feel like she retraumatizes people because she doesn't know how to deal with trauma. Um, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know, no, but that's just, totally you know, it's <laughs>
0: like the way she talks to Crystal like, are you really having a problem? You posted it on Instagram. Let me ask you and interrogate you to see how sick you really are. It it almost for feels like someone who Yeah,
1: who said that she's been through it herself. Right. I thought that she would have a bit more empathy about that. And I think she was trying to go for that. And may look, it may have been editing, it may have been whatever, um, but I thought that she would handle that with a bit more grace.
0: And then to have Erica's response kind of be like, oh, I do it too, just using laxative. It's like they're trying to bond over their disordered eating, but I don't know if these women don't realize that that's extremely unhealthy and that's not okay behavior it's not healthy it's not good for you it's not something you know and then you should encourage or share I don't know but uh, yeah Mm. Uh, my audience knows I've been trying to find someone to talk to who's an eating disorder expert or who's a therapist (laughs) who can guide me in a conversation about helpful ways to support friends who are going through through something like that I don't think we have as a like community of I don't know the world like the right words or vocabulary to talk about eating disorders truly I don't know the right terms to use to describe things and so people are either saying it very like vulgarly like she's Mm. vomiting every day I mean or is that the right way to talk about it because that's actually what's happening and you want to kind of Destigmatize the behaviors. I, I don't know to to yeah. try to get to healing. I don't know the answers. It just feels like it's being handled carelessly by these women. Yeah,
1: I think with ED specifically, and I don't want to come off as being um, flippant or, or careless about it. I think the why we as a society struggle with kind of talking about it and talking about it properly is because. I guess the end result of it is kind of a goal for many people, which is to be size zero. I I don't know. I know nothing about, you know, whatever desirable. Yes.
0: All the words.
1: Yeah. So when Erica talked about, you know, using laxatives and I want to circle back to that because I did, I did kind of have thoughts about that. So when she said that I use laxatives, I'm like, She's talking about that from a point of this is what I do to re- like, I get not to put words in her mouth, but reduce the blow. I gotta fit in the costume. I gotta look sexy and skinny. Whereas Crystal is obviously struggling with something. It it's beyond just wanting to fit into like a, a co- stage costume. It is pretty much like a it's a mental dis- like. Here again, again, what sounding like a <laughs> psychologist, but it's a I disorder. Know. You know, it's beyond
0: that. Although- so, but. counterpoint I do think when Erica was trying to relate to her she was like oh yeah when you eat something and you feel gross not yeah. to fit into something you feel gross and there's something in you that you need to purge I just would rather shit it all out like that's yeah. like it was the same feeling <laughs> that Crystal was talking about you eat something and then you feel guilt over having eaten yeah. and and Erica's getting I mean what she's talked about is is disordered eating.
1: Yeah. Um, Circling back to the whole Erica thing, I remember seeing all kind of the outrage about oh she said, laxatives to someone with an ED. And I tried to look at that scene and that whole conversation as some as unbiased as possible, because it was it would have been easy for me as someone who's very much on the orphans and widows side to look at it and be like, oh, here's another, um, so, you know, Erica just being really Flippant. stupid, yeah. Um, but I I feel like she really did not know. I know that like in today's world, ignorance is becoming less and less an excuse, but I re- I re- really feel in that instance, she was trying to learn more about how Crystal was actually feeling. Um, I don't want to diagnose her whether she was drunk or she was on pills or whatever, and maybe the words didn't come out right, but I feel like she was actually trying to find a commonality with her own thinking so that she could understand what Crystal's coming from. Because a lot of the things Erica said I feel like has run through my own mind. And maybe well, May, i realized maybe now i have an ed as well because you know having that discussion about you feel gross we're eating now you're going to think about getting it out
0: mm-hmm. i've never
1: really thought of that as an ed um symptom until that conversation because oh. if i were to feel gross after eating i would go down the erica rat and take it. You know, yeah doing number two (laughs) sorry to to take it there but because I've you know not to be flippant but I've always said that I will never be a believer because I don't want to waste money (laughs) because I've eaten that I paid for that burger I'm not going to throw it back up. but uh, again that's a very flippant thing to to say I think way to think about it yeah
0: we don't I mean there's so much that we consume as Mm -hmm. people who consume media everything that tells us that certain things are okay because everyone else is doing them. Yeah. And I think this is one where, especially in the culture of Los Angeles and Hollywood and Beverly Hills, where these women are kind of like talking about the things that they do to stay thin. And many of these things could be, I don't know if diagnosable, but certainly not healthy. If you want to think of like overall health, you know, and, and I think that there's, it's interesting. There's a lot of things that we all do that are unhealthy that we have normalized. And I think that's what's so interesting about watching these shows is sometimes you see something in yourself that you didn't think was an issue. Like, I don't know. There's so many examples, you know, I could give, but we see a bit of a reflection of ourselves.
1: I would love to see how Lisa Rinna would have done in that conversation, actually, because yeah. remember her early seasons, Ooh. people were bringing up that she wasn't eating, a piece of
0: bread. have a piece yeah. of
1: bread. And then Catherine in season six was like, Oh no, she doesn't eat. And she was like, oh, don't say that. So I would love to have seen her and that, how she would have navigated. And obviously with a daughter who mm-hmm. has gone through that as well. So, um, I guess we'll never know. Um, yeah, it's, look, it's a sensitive topic, but it's a topic that I feel affects more of us than we know. Oh, so it's for an impo- sure. I feel like it's an impo- important conversation to have. Um and I feel like again with the Erica, I don't want to. This is one of the instances I don't want to go hard on her too much because I feel like it's a learning. Um, experience for a lot of us on what not to
0: say exactly that's why i want to know have someone I mean? on the podcast like i don't know what would have been the right way to approach this as a caring friend i just yeah. know that that didn't look like it Right. But that doesn't mean that they're wrong for having not known how to. I mean, these are complicated issues. It's also how do you talk to a friend who's drinking while taking medication and seems like they're out of control without bringing in the words alcoholic or alcoholism, which, you know, sometimes derail conversations and make people not hear what you're trying to say, which is just concern about behavior. Yeah. You know.
1: Because obviously, the like the um, when you say someone's drinking while on pills or medication, that conjures up like an image or a stereotype of someone that's abusing substance. You know, there's a connotation to it. So I feel like when the woman bring that up, it's like there's an undertone there of substance abuse, right. and none of these women are experts. You know, but uh, I get, so where do where is the line between expressing concern and diagnosing someone?
0: Yes. You know and I think, I mean? again, that goes back to like language and us not having all the right language. Like the way I described it last week is I feel like there is a continuum, right? And there are people that are on one end that completely abstain from all alcohol and drugs and the people on the complete other end, which cannot control themselves around alcohol or drugs. And then there's most of us who are in the middle, And, you know, you can be at a place where you're having a less healthy relationship with alcohol and you can be in a place where you're having a more healthy relationship with alcohol. You have it every so often at parties. It's social. You don't have too much. You can, you know, and then there's times where Erica, where I feel like she's in a situation where she's kind of tipped the scale a little and is having an unhealthy relationship. She's drinking to escape And it's having negative consequences on her life. Like, she hit her head. Yeah. Like, that's not what you want, you know? And her behavior is inappropriate. And she's making an ass of herself. And she's hurting people around her by screaming at Garcelle's son, that kind of stuff. So you can... Express concern, I think, without using the terms alcoholic. Um yeah. but at the same time if just because someone uses that term doesn't mean you should ignore what they're trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like it's so interesting. It's like people are more afraid of being called an alcoholic than like being an alcoholic, you know, and I feel like people are more afraid of being called racist than actually being racist, being racist. It's just like, but that word has so much, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God, sometimes I'm just like, let's not use those words, then, because you can't Once someone throws out a certain word. No one else people just have the associations they have with that word, and they refuse to kind of listen to everything it's such else.
1: loaded phrases it's, loaded so words So loaded,
0: yeah, yeah, so interesting um okay, anything else are you gonna ever drink Renna rose? <laughs> look coming into
1: the episode, I was like, "Oh, here's another slapdash business. you just slap your name on it." But then actually watching it, they were like, no, this has actually been three years in the making. Obviously, we didn't see any of that three years. We didn't right. see any of the work that went into it. But um, I feel like the fact that Harry knows about it and Harry's talking about it and Harry's walking them through it, I feel like is a bit more legit than some of the other housewife businesses where you just slap your name on it. Um, has she been fi- She has been fired from QVC, right? Like she, oh God, I, don't I don't think she's know. selling her dusters anymore. I don't know of if it's whole, fired
0: or it just ended.
1: On pause. <laughs> <laughs> Is she on pause? <laughs> um, because while I am more on her side of the political spectrum, obviously she went very, again, very, very hard on social media, and I think she got told to scale it back because she was oh. alienating a whole lot of. I think she was getting a lot of complaints. So oh, I don't actually know was talking if,
0: about politics and stuff. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very, very um, strongly. Which, look, like I said, I'm on more aligned to her. Um, so I, I probably agreed with a lot of the stuff that she said. But the risk of that, obviously, is you're going to alienate people that potentially could be customers. That's Honestly, I feel
0: like her behavior on The Real Housewives of Beverly <laughs> Hills is alienating enough. <laughs> like, I don't want to buy her product because she's been an asshole. She's, She's not fine. She's an
1: asshole with iconic hair and big lips. <laughs> She's not be being fun. In int- interesting to see. 10, in- yes.
0: Say. With like Denise, she just Denise. went crazy.
1: Yeah. Again, <sighs> it's just. um the wigs, the w- endless wigs. Like, obviously, Brandy got under his skin. She's, mm-hmm. had year, she's had the year. She said had the same hairstyle for twenty five years, um, but that's what makes her Lisa Renner. And I, yeah, look, um, I kind of agree with you. But I don't know what else she could give us that will turn it around because I feel like she plays to the audience. I remember, I think it was season nine or season ten reunion where. She got called out for something. And she's like, when when I do something, people call me out for being extra. But when I scale it back, people say I'm boring. So which one is it? I feel like that statement shows that she's reacting to what the audience is saying about her. And that's not a good housewife.
0: Right. She should really just be you. shut up after that whole Munchausen season. And I actually yeah. felt like she was really on to something. With that, not that I thought that Yolanda had, like, textbook Munchausen syndrome, but she was doing things that were making her more sick than she already was. Yeah. You know, Um, and no one wanted to talk about it. And, like, thank God someone finally did. It's weird that she was traveling all over the world for treatments that are not approved and that don't do anything to fight either Lyme disease or... And chronic fatigue syndrome, which is what she actually was diagnosed with, if you read her book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she didn't like that diagnosis. It's on the shelf. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So, yeah. I if Rena would have stayed true to herself and not got lost in the show, she could have been great. But she yeah. played too much for the show and for a while it worked and she's had a losing hand for three years and I think her time is up.
1: I feel like she's turned into Lisa Vanderpump, And she's not doing a very good job at it. I feel like Lisa Vanderpump was very good at what she did un- yeah. until obviously everyone turned against her and ousted her. Whereas Lisa Rinna is doing, she's turned into that. She's doing everything that Vanderpump was doing, but not very good. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Uh, anything <sighs> else?
1: Not on Beverly Hills, but I want to get. I want to know what you think about um, Ultimate Girl Strips Three. <gasps>
0: Oh, you know what?
1: You know, the cast, and there's a rumor that Leah left early, so...
0: I am here for it. I haven't read any spoilers, but I did hear that untrue thing that, like, Leah McSweeney got kicked out because she threw elephant dung at someone. That would have been great. That would have been incredible, but no, I don't believe that that is true. I'm just really interested in seeing Candace with people outside of Potomac, Because the same way that when we saw Kenya outside of Atlanta, she was easy, breezy, fun. Everyone got along with her. I wonder if Candace, if people maybe aren't coming for her or she doesn't feel as threatened, could actually be fun. Yeah. I'm hoping that we see a lighter, more fun side of her. And I'm hoping we see i don't know a more real side of heather gay because i'm tired of watching her just be like the perfect friend to everyone like, yeah. what do you really think be honest yeah. absolutely right um i'm kind of hoping that leah mcsweeney
1: room is true
0: um, <laughs> i know right because
1: i mean that's so her that, i feel like that's right up her alley um i did predict that it'll be leah candace um, but now they swapped out Tinsley Tinsley for Portia. I think there was already some tension between Portia and Candace going into this because of Portia was hosting. Yeah. Um, well, chat room, I think that's what it was called, and then she had said something about Candace. So I wonder if that's going to get resolved. Be, I'd love to see that. But the casting is very interesting because you have a mix of current and ex housewives. I think this is the first this is a, the first time where it's a mix.
0: Isn't Portia the only ex housewife?
1: Well, that depends if you feel like Leah will be back.
0: Oh, which I don't think she will be
1: back. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, ov- obviously before that, Tinsley was the only one that was an exit. Then obviously Portia replaced her. So it'll be interesting to see how the dynamic works. I feel like Marisol and Alexia will just be in the corner laughing at everyone. being like, oh, this is so ridiculous. It's not how we do it in Miami. Everyone else will be fighting. Um it's gonna be fun um ultimate girls trips Two. Uh, what did you think I I've seen a lot of people saying this should be an ongoing series with this cast
0: I I just it's so fascinating and there's the first of all they need to have a reunion for ultimate girls yeah. trip 2 they need to get these women together they need to have Andy there they need to talk through Jill and Dorinda still hate each other like things have not been resolved yeah. I want to see Taylor and Brandy and whatever issues Taylor still has. There's so much shit there. And the cast is just fascinating to me, yeah. and I want to see them outside of Bluestone Manor so Dorinda can't like hold it over them that yeah. they need to be grateful to her for her hosting, you know?
1: I feel like a lot of the drama was that getting in the room, like all the rules that are being broken. So, um I, when originally they announced Tamara being back in Orange County, I wanted Noella to take her place. Really? Because she's no longer an ex, you know, it's an ex wives club. So, yeah. Um, I wanted Noella to take her place because I'll just imagine how the, the, that dynamic. I know. Um, but
0: Noella is just, I think there's nothing authentic about her. I think she lies every time she speaks. And so it's really hard to to know who she is. With the other yeah. women as complicated and as awful as they can be, they speak their truth. Yeah. You know, and there's just something about Noella where like she became the prototype of what she thought the best housewife was. That she rubbed everyone around her the wrong way. Literally every single person. And that must mean something's wrong with her. Plus, she was really close with Bronwyn. Was she great (laughs) television? Yes. But I felt like she was calculated to get on the show and then tried to, rather than just be herself on the show, I just don't think she knows who she is. So she just played a crazy, yeah, role. (laughs) And also, Um, like... Speaking of, well, we can talk about that offline. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, thank you so much for being on the pa- podcast. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um,
1: so you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at RH out of context. Um, I have just launched a, relaunched a merch shop which you can see the link is in the bio but if you want to go directly there's iconic.shop I-C-O-N-I-K for my name, Nick, dot shop S-H-O-P um, I'm putting up housewivesy designs and non housewives designs so it's just a matter of consolidating all the other <laughs> merch shops that I've got into one place but if you want to get something for um Bravocon if you know you're going
0: to Bravocon then check out my shop why not amazing i'll put it in the show notes the link thank you yay uh, are you going to Bravocon unfortunately not um you didn't want to make I, the what what 10,000 mile journey no
1: and also <laughs> uh to make it a bit more personal i have to renegotiate my mortgage
0: Oh. in October
1: so I have to go home to New Zealand to renegotiate my mortgage so oh fortunately that's a bit more important than BravoCon <laughs> I know.
0: I'm not going to be there either but there's going to be a ton of people with their eyes and ears uh, on the ground so we'll definitely hear from them once, yeah. once well, it's over I think when they announced it only Sonia was
1: scheduled to appear from Atlanta so I thought that was interesting so, so I wonder if
0: I think that's because they didn't negotiate, like everyone else I think was still not, hadn't negotiated their deals with like what they were getting paid to attend. And I could see someone like Candy holding out for like better numbers. Um, But yeah, I don't think Atlanta has as many issues with like current or former as like New York, like Ramona not being there. I feel like is a huge sign. Yeah.
1: I think, We'll talk about New York offline.
0: Oh my god! I do want to. I do. So I, do I do want to. Yeah. There is um, so much going on. I am excited for Luann and uh, Sonia's Peacock show. That's like remaking the simple life in rural Illinois. I'm here for that. I will watch it. I assume both of them will be here for Housewives Legacy. But again, nothing has been confirmed. And I think people are all trying to share what they want to see rather than what actually may happen. Yeah. I know who I want on it. Who do you want?
1: Oh, I want Jill. I really have come around to Jill since since the beginning when I first started Housewives. I really didn't like her. I thought she was fascinating, but I didn't like her. Um, I do now um jill Sonia, luann bethany i know she'll never come back um i'm on defense about dorinda to be perfectly honest i know because of ultimate girl strip 2
0: um i would love to see alex back Honestly, Oh my God. Talk season about one who we really three. need to get back is alex mccord yeah but you can you yeah. find her in australia and convince yeah, I'm her yeah i actually
1: yeah we're <laughs> actually going to reboot the real house Sydney together i'm actually exclusive <laughs> no um it's um i i think i want the original season 1 to 3 cast on it because that would be great i read the i feel like that was really the golden age some people obviously want carol i she i feel like has made her stance very clear on where she stands with housewives
0: yeah, she's, and bravo she's and all
1: it. that. So Heather didn't work the second time round. Um, Kristen Takeman is too much of a,
0: I don't think she's connected with the other women. Uh, and like, but, I mean,
1: I don't want to call any woman workers. Obviously they've been cast for a specific reason and that people found them interesting, but I don't, I personally don't find her interesting. Um, I and mean, then obviously, you've got the two one season wonders, Jules and shoot, uh, Cindy,
0: Cindy Barsha, Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that those two we can rule out. <laughs> um, but no, I, think I, that, I
0: think your cast is a good idea. I do,
1: yeah. Um, Hi. I oh. liked Leah. Oh, sorry, I did like her. I thought she brought a certain energy. I know that I'm gonna get shot with this, but she brought a certain energy to the cast, which people may or may not appreciate but i would love to see her on my screen again i don't know if she'll fit into this new roni though because there are rumors around it i'd love to i'd love if the rumors were true um but i don't know if she'll fit in
0: i liked her the first season but she just lost me the second season i was so frustrated with her with everything. She just was so cringe. And I didn't like a few things she said about converting to Judaism. Yeah. That really Obviously. just were like, you don't speak that way about who's a real Jew and not a real Jew. It, it's not helpful to say like, oh, I'm doing an Orthodox conversion. So that's like the real way to do it. You know? Yeah. It, that it bothered. It was very ignorant. It was really hard for me to get past that because then it's like, oh, We're in a very Jewish city, New York City, where one out of every 10 people is Jewish, okay? Mm. It's an insane number for a city that large. There's so many Jews in New York. And then to have her be the representative... It just, like, pissed me off, you know? You yeah, could have, like, yeah. an amazing, like, obnoxious Jewish mom in Brooklyn. Jill. Why? Yeah, you could have Jill Zarin, who at least, you know, she makes some mean matzo bowl soup, you know? And then <laughs> you go in with Leah McSweeney, who's just, like, shitting on a whole section of the Jewish population before she's even converted, but... Yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I will the let rails. you go. <laughs> this has been so so fun. Everyone, go check out Real Housewives Out of Context and Iconic with the K dot shop. I will put everything in the show notes, and we will chat soon.